Hi and welcome to the second episode of Why It Matters, a podcast series from The Straits Times where we take a closer look at one new story every week. My name is Jeremy Aoyong and this week we will be discussing the potential historic meeting between US President Donald Trump and North Korean Supreme Leader Kim Jong-un that is supposed to take place here in Singapore on June 12th. To talk about this, we have with us uh, ST's foreign editor, Zakir Hussain. Hi, Zakir. Hi. And senior aviation correspondent, Karamjit Kaur. Hi, Karam. Hi, Jeremy. Okay, so um, this is quite a fast-moving story with a lot of moving parts. For you, Zak, yep. is this meeting even going to happen? You know, no one knows. Um, it's hard to say. I, I, I mean, North Korea has issued a threat, you know, to cancel the summit. I'm not sure if it'll follow through on it. I mean, it's threatened to unleash fury on the US. It's clearly not done that. But um, it was on this trajectory, it seemed, of peace. I mean, it swung from calling mm. each other names. We seemed to be on the brink of nuclear war. Yeah. Suddenly, we had months and months of just That's right, yeah. harmony and peace and love between the two. Yeah. And then Donald Trump tweets that they're having this meeting here. And suddenly this week, it's off again, or maybe off again. Yeah. What, is the, what do you see is going on here? What is the game? What is Kim's game plan? I, I don't know. I think he... My, my own reading is I think he's um, threatened to cancel it, um, you know, because could be for internal reasons, you know, that he doesn't want his people to think he's, you know, all... He's turned all peaceful and, you know, accommodating. Um, and at the same time, on your doorstep, you have the US and South Korea, you know, your mortal enemies still technically, yeah. um, conducting joint exercises, you know, next door. So are these um, military exercises just a, you know, just a excuse or there's really something, some fundamental disagreement here that was no, not I resolved? Think, no, so I think these exercises are just routine ones. And I, and I think, you know, they decided that maybe we'll just carry on with them um, and clearly North Pyongyang's reacting to them so I'm not sure what will happen from there um, there's a chance I mean I think there's still a good chance that um, both sides will back down and the summit will still go ahead okay. there's a lot at stake and I think um, both for Kim and for Donald Trump so you're a betting man uh, this is still going to take place huh? if I'm a betting man I think I'll say the summit's still going ahead if I may just jump in I, I agree with Zach I, I think he, he and North Korea have much to gain, I think, from what I've read, from having the summit here, and I, I, I can't imagine that it will be called off, but we'll have to wait and see. We may be wrong, we may be right, who knows? Okay, since we are, we are taking bets now, <laughs> the other thing that uh, I guess people are asking, and Karim, you actually wrote the first story on mm. this uh, summit yeah. going to take place here, is uh, which hotel? Or even if, if it is even going to be a hotel? Yeah, so look, I think whether or not it happens, doesn't happen. I think all the work, all the planning that presumably has been going on for the last uh, week, even maybe before that, that still continues. And, you know, we have said that we're down to two uh, possible locations. Uh, one is the Shangri-La. That seems to be the favourite uh, when we speak to most uh, security analysts, at least, because Shangri-La, I mean, they are very used to, uh, you know, holding such high-level conferences makes sense. The Shangri-La dialogue itself is going to be happening there from the 1st to the 3rd of June. Uh, the security arrangements would have been made. So it makes sense. 
But is that glamorous enough for Trump? Yeah, so that's the other thing, right? Because, you know, uh, it's a very quiet area, you know, and then you have MBS, which is the other pot, uh, you know, possible venue, and that's, as you said, glamour, you know, integrated resort, casino. I mean, it seems to be more in, uh, Donald Trump's style, if if I may say so. And of course, on top of that, uh, MBS, we all know, is owned by Las Vegas Sands, mm. which is, you know, the, the owned the CEO and chairman is uh, Sheldon um, Adelson, who is a major political donor of Donald Trump. Um, so that might be reason enough for the summit to be held there. And I, I think when you speak to security experts, and I've spoken to some of them, they say it is possible you know, to uh, cordon off one section of, of MBS, not that like you have to close the whole integrated resort down, you know. Right. So it can be done, can be done fairly safely, securely, but I think for um, security agencies, their preference would still be the Shangri-La. Um, there was some talk about uh, Sentosa potentially. I think that's more or less been just... Uh, so Sentosa has gone. Yeah, I think that's more or less been uh, struck off the list. Why, as, yeah? as What's wrong with Sentosa? Okay, well, from what I hear, I think the big problem there is there's just one entry and exit. Right. I don't think that's ideal in terms of security. Um, so just based on that, my money is you know, just to carry out this betting thing, probably <laughs> Shangri-La yeah, or MPS. So, so, so are you betting Shangri-La also? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, you know, just listening to the various considerations, I'm, you know, I wonder if maybe they might just hold it at Pai Leba Airbase. Okay. But <laughs> so, mm. but can, can the two planes land there? Can Air Force yeah, One land in Can it land there? Yeah. Yes, I I think I'm almost certain that the last time, you know, uh, US president came, there was Obama, of course, yep. in 2013, was it? 2009. I'm sorry. He landed at Payaliba. So the runway is long enough so for the Air Force, Force One. So the Air Force for yeah. sure can land at Payaliba. I don't think it'll be a problem for Kim's aircraft as well, whatever he chooses to fly in. I mean, some talk that he might come in his own Soviet-made IL-62. I'm, that can easily land at Payaliba, even if he, uh, you know, goes and borrows an aircraft from China, which is the other thing that's been talked about. But I'm quite certain that it can easily uh, handle both planes. But to have the summit there, mm, I, I don't know, man. Cause you, like, but Zah, are you betting a Payaliba airport? Yes, the venue. Yes, the venue. You know, Where are you going to hold all the journalists well? and all? It's, it'll be like a security nightmare, yeah, you know? Be a I mean, Air Force Open House is there. Right. Yeah, but yeah, like but it's the place you know glamorous enough. I always come. Back That's true. Factor. Not for Donald yeah. Trump. Well, you know, this got to be a. I think the photo is quite important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> given the short notice, I'm not sure. You know? <laughs> but you're right. You're right. I mean, I mean, maybe the Shangri-La looks like the most. I think so. Ideal. I think that's the more practical uh, choice. But you know, with Donald Trump, I don't know whether practical is all that matters. You know, so. We and have to wait and see, I guess. And on this Kim, Kim's transport, mm. so I understand that the choice of Singapore may have, uh, I mean, his his plane may have had a part to play in that. And this is about just the furthest he's going, to, he's ever travelled, right, out of his country. Mm. Can his plane make it here? Oh. Yeah, very easily. I mean, this aircraft, uh, IL-62, can easily cover 10,000 kilometers. That's like double the distance between, uh, from Pyongyang to Singapore. It's the same aircraft he flew in when he went to Talian in China, right, for his meeting. So it's not an issue for his plane to be able to uh, fly here. I think the question is the cargo plane that accompanied him when he went to China. That one has a bit of a range issue, but he may or may not bring that plane in. So if it's just his own, uh, you know, personal aircraft, not not a problem 
at all flying to Singapore, even further actually. Okay, and I, I, I have one more question for the two of you. Mm. And, uh, you know, this is uh, quite a historic meeting. Eyes on the world are on this meeting. Uh, is it a good thing for Singapore to have it here? What do we get? What does the world get if it goes well? And what do we lose if it goes badly? What are the risks here? Yeah, I think, I, I'm not sure how you define goes well. Yeah, I think it's going to yeah. take a long time to play out. Um, you know, so Trump wants complete, verifiable, irreversible nu- denuclearization, which is which, a pipe dream, really. Yeah, I mean, no one's going ha- you know, no to give it that. Um, something in between would probably be more realistic. Mm. Um, and I think that might be the outcome of Singapore. But I think if the outcome of the Singapore summit, or whatever they call mm. it, yeah. is that it reduces tensions on the Korean Peninsula for a substantial period of time, you know, mm. both sides work on, on some guarantees, you know, North Korean, North Korea's economy, right? Which is really why I think um, Kim's doing all this, yeah. um, you know, gets a bit of a rebound. Um, and it's a positive. That's, I think that would be a positive. Um, what if the mm. two guys go there, get into a fight, and they leave and suddenly the uh, diplomatic uh, path is now ruined? For this particular problem, for North Korean problem, it's clear that diplomacy is not going to work. Is that a risk? I think for me as a layman, I'm just speaking as layman. I think whichever way it goes, Singapore will always be remembered as the place where they either meet up or fought. Either way, Singapore will always be associated with this historic meeting, regardless of how it goes. You know, and I think that might be the biggest price for Singapore as a nation you know as and for Singaporeans I guess yeah I think I'd agree with Karam you know yeah. the significance just the very significance that the meeting took place itself that's right is you know momentous okay I think that's a good place to stop and uh, when they the two of them if they actually meet here I will invite both of you back again to discuss what they talked about uh, thanks a lot Zach thanks Karam thank thanks you, Jeremy. Jeremy and uh, thanks everyone for listening that brings this episode to an end and do look out for the next episode of Why It Matters on The Straits Times, where we also have other podcasts on various topics.